Welcome to this podcast of the Episcopal Church of the Good Shepherd in Venice, Florida. Today is the first Sunday after Christmas, Holy Names Sunday, and you will hear Deacon John Reihart speak. As you listen, see if you can answer these questions. The questions, one, how and why do we look at names and their meanings? Two, what are some of the names that matter to us and that mattered to the people of God as Jesus was born? And three, how was Jesus the real live Savior? The Proclamation of the Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. And so they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child laying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known what they had been told them about the Christ child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary, Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, as had been told them. After eight days had passed, it was time to circumcise the child, and he was called Jesus, the name given by the angels, before he was conceived in the womb. The Gospel of the Lord. God gave him the name that is above every name. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> well, good morning and Happy New Year. I apologize in advance for my sniffles and snuffs and, and some coughs. I'm on the good side of a cold, so <clears throat> please, please bear with that. Well, today we celebrate a feast day set aside by our Episcopal Church to honor the holy name of Jesus. It is a special day to keep our focus on the meaning of the life of Jesus throughout this coming year. What's in a name? Words spoken by Juliet in William Shakespeare's Romeo 
and Juliet. What's in a name, Juliet asks, that which we call a rose, by any other name, would smell as sweet. She knows that the blood feud between her family and Romeo's family will keep them from being lovers. They will keep them apart. But she also knows that if he had another name that was acceptable, that he would still be the same wonderful man that she loved. Well, what's in a name, we might ask? By coincidence, this past week, Catherine and I were watching a TV special about Franco Harris, one of the best running backs in the history of professional football. The narrator was commenting on the great influence Franco had not only in his community of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but also the influence he left on professional football through his on-field prowess and through his many charitable works. The commentator said that there are some people who become such a great figure that they become known only by a single name. In this case, someone who is a football fan would instantly recognize the legend and the man, Franco Harris, at the very mention of the name Franco. But what's in a name? Sometimes not so much. On the other hand, if you're like me, someone like me named John... We recognize that mentioning John more often is asking for a restroom than it is for an individual. But names do have meaning, especially biblical names. For example, Joseph, Mary, Elizabeth, Joshua. Well, my biblical name, John, means beloved of God or mercy of God. But in my instance, it was not the biblical name, it was the fact that My dad's younger brother died tragically a couple months before I was born. So, I was named to carry on the name John Ryherd for the rest of time. We also attach significance to many other types of names, such as father, mother, sister, brother, spouse, partner, or endearing names such as sweetheart or honey. And we use names for ourselves, such as white, black, Christian, Muslim, Jew, Episcopalian, and some names evoke strong responses. The name Episcopalian, for example, can be heard negatively as a family that welcomes gays, lesbians, even as priests and bishops. But for us, the name creates a very warm response as a welcoming, loving, inclusive family. So it's positive as well. Names do matter. Names also matter to God. God spoke through the prophet Isaiah to tell a king that a baby would someday be born and would be called Emmanuel, God with us. And then 700 years later, when it was time for God to be with us, God told Mary that the name of the son that she was to bear was to be called Jesus, which means Savior or our salvation. To make sure there would be no mistake, an angel of the Lord also appeared in a dream to Joseph and told him that he was to name the Christ child Jesus. God left no doubt and no room for error. But why? The name Jesus, or Yeshua at the time, was, was a very common name. There was nothing out of the ordinary about the name Jesus. 
But this Jesus, this child, would be the fulfillment of the meaning of the name. There would be nothing common about this Jesus. He would be the Savior of the world. God with us and Savior, all wrapped up in one. God was coming into the world in human form, and God's love would be made known to the world in a new and glorious way. And it happened. It came, as the carol says, upon a midnight clear, on an eve that we now call Christmas. Jesus the Christ, God, was born as a baby. God became like us to show us how to be fully human. And if the story ended there, it would have been the greatest story of all time. But as we know, the story did not end there. This boy grew into a man who preached God's message to all who would listen. He was a real-life Savior. He was releasing people from bondage, feeding the poor, healing the sick. God's love made visible. Miracles almost became commonplace. They became expected with Jesus. But who could not believe it? All these good things were happening, and yet we know many did not. Some did not want this type of itinerant, humble, dusty, backwoods preacher, Savior. But God's plan did not end with these doubters. We know that Jesus would die and then be raised to new life to prove to us and to the world that we have life after death. We will follow in Jesus' path. The power of the holy name Jesus did not end with his ascension to heaven either. It still has power today. It is a name like no other name. He is still with us, and when we pray in his name, it is possible to experience his power in a very personal way. I know. On Christmas Eve in 1970, I was in a remote area of Vietnam drinking good cheer with fellow officers in our compound. I had been invited earlier by our friendly Vietnamese officers to join them at their compound for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. But it was very late at night, and yet with the effect of good cheer coursing through my veins, I thought I would take them up on their invitation. So I strapped on my 45, grabbed a Jeep, and took off into the pitch black night. I had traveled the route many times in daylight, but never at night, and never alone. After driving much longer than I knew it should have taken, I admitted to myself that not only was I stupid, but I was lost. And my mind was clear enough to pray. I realized that I was not in control and that I needed help. And in the name of Jesus, I asked for direction and for protection. Immediately, I knew in which direction I needed to go. I soon saw the lights of our compound, from darkness to light. The name of Jesus has the power to save. And whether it takes such a dramatic moment or a gradual recognition of God's deep love, we are followers who continue to show the world God's love and to show the world around us that Jesus is still present. And not only is God with us, God is in us, a part of our very being since the beginning. 
and God is patiently waiting for each of us to share the love of the Incarnation with others. Many followers are already actively showing the power of God's love. This little family that we call the Episcopal Church of the Good Shepherd does that beautifully. We do that in distant states through mission work. We do that with knitted stitches, making hats and scarves and blankets. We do that by feeding the lonely with dinners. We do that by ringing bells to raise money for the needy. And we do that through worship and in so many other ways. And yet we keep looking for more ways to show Christ to the world. And each day as individuals, we are challenged to remember the name Jesus and to continue the work of bringing his words and works to our world. As important as our own individual salvation is, it is important that we bring Jesus' salvation to others. Salvation is not to be kept as a private experience. It is a public experience, one we share with others around us. We must keep it and work at it to keep it strong and not hold it within us. And we do that in many ways. There are so many ways to do that, such as a kind word to a stranger, taking a meal to a sick neighbor, asking for forgiveness from someone we have hurt, asking a friend to join us here in Sunday worship or attend women's Bible study, or just listening, really listening to a friend in trouble. So this week, may we pray that we continue to find new ways to share God's love and the power of Jesus' name. Jesus took the sins of the world away and gave us a clean slate to work with. Together, we can write the message of God's love, Jesus' name, on that slate. So what's in a name? We heard in the epistle this morning, God gave him the name that is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So what's in a name? Everything. Amen. The questions, one, how and why do we look at names and their meanings? Two, what are some of the names that matter to us and that mattered to the people of God as Jesus was born? And three, how was Jesus the real live Savior? Savior.